We know what we have to talk about, John. One of the greatest football games I've ever seen. Uh, were you more thinking you wanted to see Messi or Mbappe win on Saturday? <laughs> it was a, an amazing weekend of football, and um, I was not present for any of it. So oh, uh, man. Not, not for the soccer and for the NFL and or, or anything like that. So I uh, had to watch all of them uh, back uh, a little bit later, but thrilling nonetheless. So I will tell you this. Not many people saw the greatest comeback in NFL history ever because most people left U.S. Bank Stadium. (laughs) If I had been given the option to live at halftime, I might have taken it. Instead, uh, I was required to sit there and watch. And and listen, John, I know we are in the business and fans are in the habit of spinning everything forward. What does this mean? What does it mean for the playoffs? How good is this team really? There's – it's it's the nature of the NFL, all sports, but especially the NFL. Good Lord, sometimes we got to stop and appreciate what we have seen. In the last six weeks, we have seen one of the greatest, most entertaining games in Vikings history, their victory at Buffalo, and the greatest comeback in NFL history. They are 11-3. and They have won the division title for the first time since 2017. Their quarterback has turned into a clutch leader. Uh, this has been and let's say it right now before anything else happens, this season has been a great success. And once again, you may never see anything like what we saw on Saturday ever again. It's it's just incredible, Jim. Like it, every week, it seems like they're pulling a rabbit out of a hat. They are conjuring some sort of historical uh, precedent. They are doing something amazing. Again, yeah, we've talked about it. We don't know how good they actually are. But in terms of pure entertainment value, it's impossible to top what we have seen so far in the regular season with this team in another regular season. Um, It is it's just uh, it's mind blowing to see what they are doing on a weekly basis. And maybe it's not great for your heart. Maybe it's not great for the anxiety for Vikings fans. But when you talk about just thrilling you're glad you spent three and a half hours either at the game or watching the game or whatever. Um, I cannot imagine another season exceeding this one as, as it has been so far this season. Um, You know, it's, you you just, at some point you just kind of have to shake your head and say, what is going on here? What, what is the, is there some sort of magical, uh, you know, fairy dust that Kevin O'Connell is sprinkling on these guys when they're, when the chips are down or whatever it is, because time and time again, they just come through and deliver these just crazy, crazy performances. And I've never seen anything like it. That's for sure. They came back from 33 points, despite having two touchdowns overruled. Think yes. about that. They had two <laughs> touchdowns overruled, and they still came back from a 33-point deficit. Uh, they were – you know, listen, I never – I hardly ever get into refereeing because it's just – to me, it's just a – it's like the rub of the green. Officiating is always going to be a factor. You always have to overcome it. There are always going to be bad calls, and there are also going to be calls in your favor that people will immediately forget. So I just try to stay away from it. This is the rare game I thought the officials really uh, damaged the Vikings. 
time after time, and they still came back. And let's let's get right to it. Well, hey, let me introduce the show first, then we'll talk about Kirk Cousins. This is the Viking Update Show. This is one of our football shows at TalkNorth.com. Please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. You can always go to TalkNorth.com and find all the other shows. Thanks to our sponsors, StarBank, StarBank.net, TSR Injury Law, and Headflyer Brewing. Uh, thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. And uh, thanks to everyone who came out to the Cheryl Reeve show last Thursday at Headfire Brewing. It was a great show, great cause. We really do appreciate it. Uh, so Kirk Cousins, before the season, you could objectively say that he wasn't great in the clutch, wasn't great in big situations, uh, was a little disappointing as a franchise quarterback who was basically hired to elevate his franchise. This year, I don't care what the statistical profile says, he keeps coming up big and he was at his best. Four touchdown passes, 417 yards passing after halftime, four touchdown passes, and a two-point conversion to five different receivers. He did whatever they needed done. I mean, I, I just, I don't know that I've ever seen sort of this transformation of a player um, that we have seen Kirk Cousins go through this year. I mean, he entered the season with a lot of Vikings fans and certainly I was in the camp of you know I was always in the camp with Kirk Cousins of he's fine he's been fine but I think the Vikings could do better uh from a you know from a leadership standpoint from a clutch standpoint from from just getting guys to follow you standpoint that was what I was always waiting from from Kirk Cousins a lot of Vikings fans that they wanted uh they wanted to to the Vikings to draft a quarterback to to go look for something else. And and he was kind of looked at as the player who was holding this team back more than any other. And now to see it this season come all the way around to the other side where he is all of a sudden this ultra clutch, super tough, like just incredible leader. And 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 to see him come through with throw after throw after throw, he was sacked seven times. That didn't matter to him. Uh, he threw a couple of interceptions. He bounced back from them. And, you know, whether they were Jalen Rager's fault or his fault, you know, they, they, they were turnovers. And a, a lot of times in the past, we have seen him and this Vikings offense rattled by adversity. And instead, this year, when adversity hits him, he hits back like Mike Tyson. I mean, it's just, I, I don't even know how to describe the complete 180 that this guy has done from a leadership standpoint, from a public perception standpoint, from a winning standpoint. Um, you know, I, I, I would, I've been trying to go through and, you know, there are, there are other cases where maybe a Randall Cunningham is taken off the scrap heap and, and, and has a, an unbelievable year in 98 or, you know, maybe Brett Favre comes comes here, but he was always a great quarterback and just coming off of sort of a down year and had an amazing season. Uh, but I don't I just don't think I've ever seen someone completely transform what you think about them, not only as a player, but as just a an overall leader, as someone that you're going to follow into battle. And that's what the Vikings are doing right now with Kirk Cousins, with the way that he just is is continually coming through it's just been jaw-dropping to to put it you know in in simple words i also think one of the most underrated moments of the game 
Uh, because in a game like that, there are going to be underrated moments because so much happens. It's amazing how much happens in every NFL game. I thought one of the most underrated moments was he throws the interception. Rager obviously stopped running. Mm -hmm. O'Connell approached Rager on the sideline. Cousins throws his hands up in dismay. By the time Cousins reaches Rager on the sideline, he's patting him on the back and just kind of not making a big deal out of it. This is a guy who had a public blow-up of Adam Thielen on the sideline, who had Stephon Diggs leave in part because he didn't want to play with Cousins. Uh, You know, This is a guy who – seemed to be a, his personality seemed to be a problem. And once again, we're talking about this is, that's what leadership looks like. You know, leadership is not uh, saying the right thing on Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday leadership is dealing with pressure and, and misfortune. And I hate the word adversity, but I guess I have no other word other to use than adversity. That's when you see leadership. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I'll tell you like the, where, where I see it the most, and, and that's a great example, Jim, but what, where I see it the most is when you talk to the offensive linemen yep. after games. I mean, the sort of it's it's an admiration, it's a it's a respect, it's just a look in their eyes when they talk about what it's like to have Kirk Cousins in the huddle this season and the beating that he's taking and how he never points fingers and how you never know if he's banged up or if he's hurting or if he's frustrated that he just keeps finding a way. And that is not what you heard from Vikings teammates in the past with Kirk Cousins. It was more, you know, they never said it, but if we want to read between the lines and we want to read body language and, and things of that nature, it was more kind of like, well, you know, Kirk's the guy we got, so we have to follow him. You know, he's our quarterback kind of a thing. Now, this season, it is Kirk Cousins has complete command of this offense. He has the undying respect of the people who are trying to protect him. And when you have that sort of reaction from the guys up front, from the the grunts, the guys who are just battling every single day for you, right? You know, every single play and taking a beating and going into car accidents 20 times a game to try and keep him clean. And you see how important it, that Kirk Cousins is to them and how how much responsibility they put on their own shoulders to take care of him. That's where you just really see the difference in Kirk Cousins connecting with this team. Um, he's always been a little corny. He's always been a little quirky or weird or whatever, however you want to call it. Stiff. But this year he's commit, he has a command and a respect that people are wanting to do and not doing it just because he's the quarterback. The answer we get when we ask about Kirk Cousins this year is he is the quarterback we want. The answer yes. we got in previous years was he's our quarterback which is a statement of fact, not an endorsement. Uh, so he has changed, he's changed everything. He's changed everything. He's changed the, uh, the look of the franchise. He's, you know, I going into the season, I like when the change was made, my view was I would love it if they could get rid of Kirk Cousins right now, but they just can't, he's got to be their quarterback and he does give them at least a chance to win. Now, my opinion has changed, you know, now, now he's your quarterback. Now he's your quarterback going forward as long as you can keep him. He is. And yeah, I I was in the boat where I I wasn't saying just change him for anything, but 
I was, hey, why don't you draft Malik Willis? Why don't mm -hmm. you draft, you know, one of these guys and at least develop him over the next year or so? So then you can have a an off ramp um, when it's a little bit more financially palatable to part part with Kirk Cousins. I mean, that was just the the nature of it because of given the the record, given the resume, given the accomplishments uh, or the lack thereof. That it was like, hey, he's been okay for you, but if you want to take that next step. You can't go. You can't take it with Kirk Cousins. Now you look at where this team is going, and if they want to take the next step, they're going to go into this these last few games. They're going to go into these playoffs. They're going to go into next year with a plan to improve this team, and none of it is going to involve finding another quarterback. I, I just I don't believe it right now. He has done enough with Kevin O'Connell and and done just truly special things this season that you go forward with number eight as your quarterback and then you find a way to build a team around him that is better equipped. You know, this team has flaws defensively. This team has flaws maybe on the offensive line interior. There's there's many things that they can address, but quarterback is not no longer something that this team needs to address like this is they have their guy and that's that's as emphatic as Kirk Cousins has been this season so far we're talking about O'Connell and Quezzy the Wilfs and Kendricks coming up here also let you know we have great shows across the network we have Jeff Diamond's show it's our other Viking show the former Vikings general manager uh, Russo LaPanta Lavelle uh, Roy Smalley Cheryl Reeve uh, John Krasinski John Millay Outdoor content, Mike Grimm, Dave Lee. Check it all out at talknork.com. Subscribe to the shows you like at your favorite podcast app. Again, it's free. It's easy. And we exist and we thrive because of our sponsors. So I want to let you know that Star Bank is an independent community bank in Minnesota. They're family-owned and treat customer relationships as a top priority. You're not a customer number at Star Bank and they have no call center. It's just banking how it should be, a throwback to the good days, mobile app, check, Convenient services, you got it. Check out Starbank for yourself. For deposits and lending solutions, work with a local community bank that cares. Starbank.net, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Thanks also to TSR Injury Law, 612 TSR Time. You know the deal by now. They don't want you to need the number, but if you need the number, you really need it. 612 TSR Time. They won't charge you unless they win your case. They win a lot of cases. That's why their business is thriving. 612 TSR time. Uh, so, you know, there's always been like a fringe of sports fandom that is like, you know, all oh, you journalists don't need to be in the locker room. You don't need to talk to people. You know, it, you know, you can just watch it. You can be like critics, you film, film reviewers, just watch the movie and write about it. Right. Uh, I'm standing in that locker room on Saturday night. and Eric Hendricks is standing there and he is crying. Mm. He is he cannot stop crying. He's thinking about everything that happened, everything, what it requires of a human being going through an NFL season, the bumps, the bruises, the injuries, the recovery, the emotions week to week. He's standing there in front of us and unashamedly crying. And this is the guy who last winter talked about the culture of fear that the previous regime installed and how uncomfortable it was. And here he was talking about winning the division title and what it meant to him. And that is what sports is about. It's about the human element and uh, full credit to Kendricks for, you know, <laughs> being that open with us. But that has been the atmosphere in that locker room, John. We've both been in there a lot. Uh, when you go in there after a Vikings victory, uh, you have people 
who are just thrilled to be a part of this thing. That does not always happen in this league, even for some winning teams. That it, it doesn't, and and I've said it before, but I think it's worth underscoring again. I really believe that the in the NFL, in professional football, you really need that sort of dynamic in your locker room, that kind of camaraderie, that belief in one another, that trust in your leadership. Um, and those things sound very new agey, very mumbo jumbo um, kind of things, intangible things that, you know, maybe some of the hardcores and the old schoolers will will try to dismiss. But the the NFL and and week to week, it is just too hard of a sport too physically demanding. You put your body through too much punishment that there has to be a greater good that the rank and file envision and believe in to get through a season. And especially in the way that the Vikings are doing it, where you are nail biting every single week, or you're bouncing back from a really demoralizing loss every once in a while. Like if you don't have that cohesion and if you don't have that belief in one another, it's just too easy to give in. Um, it, you you wake up on Monday morning and you can't get out of bed and it's too easy to take a few extra moments and, and get some sleep or some rest. It's too easy to skip some of your uh, rehab. It's too easy to uh, to not pay attention in film study. It's too easy to just kind of begrudgingly come to work and say, God, I can't believe I got to do this again this week. And that trickles down to the play on the field in a major way. Um, we saw it last season. This team did not believe in each other. This team did not like being around each other. Um, and they gave as uninspiring a performance as you would expect in that kind of, uh, of environment. This season, there is a belief. There is a togetherness. Kevin O'Connell has done a great job of making the players feel wanted and supported and valued. And that's what these players in this era need. And the result is a team that does not give up down 33 to nothing. The result is a team that still believes even when the Bills have the ball and they may be on the one yard line, but, they, but this game is going to be over, but you still believe and you still play it out. Like that's what this team has done. And they're willing to continue to throw their bodies into harm's way for each other and for their head coach. And it's just a it's a palpable difference in the in the way that this team operates uh, that you can absolutely feel. And that pays dividends. I mean, this team is not close to the most talented team that the Vikings have put on the field, um, but they find a way they keep finding ways to win because they don't give up and they and they believe in each other. And yeah, it, it does. It sounds really corny to say that but i i believe a hundred percent that that is sort of the driving force behind a lot of their success this season they got almost nothing out of the draft they only added one free agent who's made a big difference that's darius smith and he's made a difference but he's only made a difference like every other week it's not like he's uh, just a constant force and they won eight games last year and they're going to win like 13 games this year uh, it's 
you know, math matters. <laughs> the math, the math tells the story. I also give credit to um, the Wilfs and Quezzi Adolfo Mensa for hiring Kevin O'Connell. He was not the most obvious candidate out there. You can always comfort yourself by getting somebody who's done the job before. Uh, they went out and got somebody who was a bit of a mystery, and uh, and it's not perfect. You know, we don't know if the if the defensive coach is going to survive. We don't know if the defensive coach is any good. Uh, but I think between uh, O'Connell and Wes Phillips, they have done the most important thing you can do for an NFL franchise, which is improve the 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 way the quarterback plays. It's yeah, absolutely. I and you look at it. Um, I I still remember the day that Kevin O'Connell was hired and. Chad Graff, my former teammate, who is now the Patriots writer for The Athletic, but we were doing the sort of uh, behind-the-scenes hiring process story and talking to people and doing our reporting, and the wind was at Jim Harbaugh's back for mm-hmm. that um, for that uh, the process and that job search. And Jim Harbaugh came here believing that it was going to be his job. Um, it, he got into the building, and then I do think that you know, the Vikings really made the decision. They didn't want to get into the Jim Harbaugh business and and they really, really liked Kevin O'Connell uh, and, and went with it. But at the time it was like, oh, okay. So they don't, they didn't hire the guy that everyone knows, the guy with the proven track record of winning, the guy who has been a head coach everywhere. And yeah, he's sort of out there and eccentric, but you know that he's going to win games. And instead they hired this offensive coordinator who, you know, it, it is isn't doesn't Sean McVay really run that thing anyway? Like, what's going to go on here? Uh, how does this fit? It turned out to be a perfect hire, just a perfect hire because Kevin O'Connell came into a team and into a situation that needed healing, um, that needed trust and bridges rebuilt, and I think that he understood that, he saw that, and he rolled up his sleeves and did the hard work of of making that kind of repair happen. Whereas I don't think Harbaugh would have done that. Now, Harbaugh may have been very successful and, and done a great job here. He's a great head coach. We've seen it at Michigan. We saw see it, we saw it with the Niners. Um, but it's a it's a totally different style. And what this team needed was a healer. And Kevin O'Connell is a healer and has been a healer. And it was the, uh, uh, an absolutely home run of a hire for what this team needed in that moment. It's possible that Harbaugh would have succeeded. It's possible that Harbaugh would have succeeded right away. It's possible they'd be 11 and three with Jim Harbaugh as a head coach, but I don't think we would have seen the development in cousins. Uh, now no. he's a, he, now listen, Harbaugh is an excellent quarterbacks coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a lot of Alex Smith. He got a lot out of Kaepernick, but his, I think his style would have been to say, I think the offense would have looked very similar to what it was under Zimmer. He would have wanted to build it around a power running game and let Cousins be a game manager type quarterback. So I don't think you would have seen the high end performances we've seen from Cousins. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think philosophically what Jim Harbaugh would have done is yes, come in and and that has, is what has worked with him so well at Michigan over the last couple of years is he sort of, reverted to his roots as a power running head coach. And it's been amazingly successful. He's done a tremendous job there. Um, and, and maybe that could have worked here as well, but I think it would have been much 
harder and different to go that route with this offensive line, with a running back who does get injured. Um, and, and, and also the most important part of that aspect is you're spending all of this money, all of these resources on Kirk Cousins. He takes up a big percentage of your salary cap and to make him more of the game manager style, I think would have lowered the ceiling on what this team is capable of doing. What Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips have done is they have unlocked Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense is much more dangerous in this way. And you, as we have seen, they need to win shootouts with the defense in the state that it is. Um, and so I don't think that they would have been nearly as successful this season. Maybe over the long haul, Jim Harbaugh would have really put his own imprints on it and changed and shaped the roster to fit what he wants. And it would have been wildly successful. That's entirely possible. But the, I don't think we would have seen the immediate bump that Kevin O'Connell has brought because he is really leaning into the Vikings' strengths, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, versus trying to um, mold something that isn't quite ready to be molded that way. And um, and so it would have been, I think, a lot more of a process that way um, than, than O'Connell. And now because Kirk Cousins has been unlocked that way, it just, when you're getting that production from that spot, and you've already paying that much, like that's what has to happen for you to have a successful season built that way. You cannot have a 30 plus million dollar quarterback as a game manager. You're just not going to be able to maximize your resources. So this allows them to maximize their resources. And it's, it's paying off beautifully right now. Three weeks left in the regular season against Three really interesting opponents. Giants, look, they're going to be in the playoffs uh, at home on Saturday. Then two cold weather games at Green Bay, at Chicago. Not good teams, but not easy situations. And you don't know exactly how many people they're going to play or try to save or how, whether they'll be battling for the second seed. And you have the 49ers who have the tie-breaking advantage, breathing down their necks and playing exceptionally well, even with like their eighth quarterback on the roster. What do you think of the Vikings' chances of holding on to the number two seed at this point? I mean, it, it's it's good, but I'll, I'll say this, Jim. I'm more, more concerned about the Giants this next week at home, maybe even than, than the Packers and Bears on the road, because uh, we have seen the emotional toll that a win like this takes out of you. And every time that the Vikings go through this, or really many teams around the league, have some such a euphoric win it is really hard to circle the wagons and just get back on task and have a good performance the next week i don't think the giants are are a good team or a, a great team or anything they're okay they're not bad but um but i just wonder about the vikings ability to sort of put this thing behind them and get back and just focus in and deliver a performance that's needed to win a game that's probably going to be another grind and another battle. Um, they certainly have had a lot of practice doing it now this year, uh, but it, it just seems like their biggest challenge is going to be forgetting that you were just a part of the greatest comeback in the NFL history and then moving on to play the Giants on um, on Christmas Eve. Like that's 
that's going to be a really difficult challenge. And I, I would assume that if they are able to win that game, then I do think you go more guns blazing into Packers and Bears and try and lock up that two seed versus maybe easing off the gas pedal a little bit and making sure you get your guys right going into the playoffs. If they if they lose the game, that might make even their their choice a little bit different just in terms of just trying to make sure that, you know, the seeding is, is, is what it is. And let's just get as healthy as you can to, 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 uh, to, to be in the best position to win a couple of games. So they had the big emotional victory at Buffalo the following week to get destroyed by the Cowboys. They had the Minneapolis miracle that was followed by getting destroyed in Philadelphia. It, it, it when you play this kind of game, an overtime emotional game where you are expending massive energy every snap into th- and through overtime, it's hard to recover. Uh, NFL team, NFL players take an incredible beating. It's just hard to physically, not to mention emotionally, recover from this. That's it. I mean, it that that and and you know they're getting asked questions about it for the next couple of days. They are, um. They're seeing it on NFL Network and ESPN. Uh, it, they're getting calls from family members and friends about it. Um, it's it it's understandable too because that yeah. has never happened before. Like it's yeah. not like we're making something out of nothing. Like this is a this is something that has never happened in the history of the league. And until it happens, and here's the thing: like here's what I was thinking about, Jim. This could be a record that stands for a very long time because when is a team going to be down by more than 33 points in an NFL game? It just does not happen very much, let alone do they have enough like to come back and, and win the game. That might be like almost the outer edges of possibility to usurp a, a deficit. If it would have been 40 to nothing, they would have ran out of time. If it would have been 35 to nothing, they wouldn't have they 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 wouldn't have been able to get to overtime, right? Like they like I think this thing is going to live on for decades, if not forever, because it's just hard to envision a scenario where a team A gets down by that much again and B has enough time, let alone talent and 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 all the craziness and everything, to come back and and win it. Like that's this thing is this thing could be there for as long as we're around. Plus Matt Ryan's going to retire and yeah, that's right. you need that's Matt right. Ryan on Matt the Ryan's field. If you're going to overcome a 25 point deficit in the Super Bowl or a 33 point deficit in a regular season game, he's no just, he's not going to give us many more opportunities. That's right. Yeah. He might, yeah, he might be done after this year. I mean, maybe, maybe next week it'll happen. Maybe, maybe whoever the Colts play next week will come back from 34 down and, and, uh, and, and, and it'll, will be short lived, but, uh, it's a great point, Jim. Uh, Matt Ryan's not going to be around to kick around much longer. So, or Jeff Saturday, you know, or I mean, Jeff just the right comment. And it, it, it is, I mean, to have the greatest comeback in NFL history, you have to play incredibly bad and have some return touchdowns go against you, and you have to be good enough to overcome it. It's just, it's, it's such a narrow window yeah. of opportunity. It's yeah, that's it, and and so I, I just. This they're going to be talking about this one for a long, long time, and so yes, now how does Kevin O'Connell recenter the team, have them catch their breath, and 
then you know just refocus um the um, the energy that they had to expend to come back and then the celebration afterward and all of that like it, they need a bye week is what they need and they're not going to get one and so um i'm just i'm really interested to see if this team can summon the just focus and the 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 physical energy to come back and play again in a week they you know it's they went they're going saturday to saturday right they're not going saturday yep. to sunday so they don't even yep. get that extra day it's um that's that's the that's the difficult part here they need to survive this week and then they get an eight day break before they go to green bay and you know who knows how interested Green Bay will be there. I mean, right now, Green Bay is still in the playoff race. We'll see how, how it plays out over the weekend. Uh, it's The great thing is it's going to be fascinating. It's been wildly entertaining. It's been a fun team to be around. NFL is not always a fun cover. It's not always a fun experience. This has been a fun team to be around for all kinds of different reasons. Thanks for listening to the Viking Update show. Check out the Jeff Diamond show, and we will be back next week to set up the Packer game.